This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. Those of you who don't know, I threw my back out last weekend, and it was horrible. I was planted in the third chair over here uh, at about 10.15, and it took me about 20 minutes to get from that door to that chair. And so uh, I am super thankful to be up here. Thank you for all your prayers and your well wishes and your uh, Facebook messages and all that sort of thing. Hey, listen, if you're new here, I was supposed to talk about this at offering, and then I get all juiced up because Leo's all juiced up, and I forget about what I'm supposed to talk about. Um, If you're new here, listen, grab one of these connection cards. Make sure you fill it out. You can drop it in the blue uh, containers in the back of the room. This is just an opportunity for us to connect with you and you to connect with us. They're in all the seats in front of you. And so if you've never filled one out, fill one out. If you have filled one out and you have a prayer request or anything, we have spaces for that in the back too. The staff wants to pray with you and pray for you. And so make sure you guys are utilizing these so that we can get connected with you and you can get connected with us. Cool? Cool. Okay. Three of you are saying cool. So that's awesome. Uh, It's going to be a long morning. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, listen, for those of you who don't know, um, <coughs> my name is Sam, and I'm pretty high strung. Uh, <laughs> Kayla's laughing because she knows this. I'm very, very high strung. I'm like, I'm super intense, right? Like, I, I am a busybody. I am constantly moving, constantly, you know, doing all this stuff. And so last weekend was absolute torture for me. Because of what I just shared. Because, you know, I threw my back out on Saturday. I was putting up my fence. Um, If you don't know, I live in the house next door. And so I put up that, like, big privacy fence with a couple guys. I I say that very liberally. I hurt my back on, like, the second panel. And so I watched a couple guys put up my privacy fence. (laughs) I was like, oh, my back. They're like, oh, you're faking. I'm like, I wish I was. Oh, Lord. And so we put up the fence. And so I was on my back the rest of the day Saturday. And as you know, I, I, I texted Rich. I was like, yo, Rich. Yo. Uh, youth pastor duties, man. Can you preach tomorrow? And um, he did a phenomenal job last week. And then Sunday morning, I got planted in my seat right here at about 10.15, uh, 10.30, which was absolute torture for me. I think Bob came in to tune his guitar or something, and I was like halfway turned around looking through the window, just like, like a child looking at a present at a, at a store. I was just like, Bob, do you know how torturful this is for me? He's like, yeah, I can tell. It's horrible. Being planted up here, seeing all of you guys out there hanging out and talking and spending time together and, and all this stuff, it was just absolutely torture for me. And then I went home. Um, well, actually, as soon as the message started, I, I made my way through that hallway. And so by, halfway, by the time Rich was halfway done with his, I made it to the lobby. And I sat in the chair out there and I watched uh, where, who is that back there? Andy, my man. I was sitting where Andy was sitting and um, watched the message and all of that. And then I went home. I was supposed to go to a birthday party last Sunday afternoon. Dunkelbergs, I'm so sorry. Little OJ turned one and I'm his favorite person in the world more than his mom and dad. And I was unable to be at that party and it ripped my heart out. But I did get a one-way ticket to watch the Lions all by myself on my couch, which I didn't hate. But um, I was in the bed all day, and it was absolutely miserable because I'm such a busybody, right? I'm just going, 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 going. Now, there's a terminology that my family uses that I don't even know if it's a real word, and so I'm going to ask you guys because I know we use it on the regular, but I don't know that it's like a real thing. Have you guys ever heard of the term facher-dacher? No. Okay. So I am as crazy as I think I am. Uh, Facher-dacher? Like, oh, he's just facher-dachering? Or you're such a facher dotcher, you facher dotcher all the time. Never? Never. Okay. My mom was from Alabama, so that explains a lot. Um, it's from that side of the family. But, um, you know, my, uh, 
so my grandpa on my dad's side, let me just give you a little backstory here. But my grandpa on my dad's side, my grandpa Douglas, he ran like something like two marathons in every single state in our whole country, right? He's ran like a hundred something marathons. My man's crazy, right? And so, but he is like high, strung, so high strung that like when he's in the room, you can only be in there for a couple minutes with him because you're like, this is too much, like way too much going on here, right? You guys know, some of you feel that way already and I'm only like three minutes into my talk. You're like, too much, back it off. But that, so that's my grandpa on one side. The grandpa on the other side, that's where the term Fotcher-Dotcher comes from, right? He's a Fotcher-Dotcherer. He's in his late 80s and he lives down in Alabama and they have like 60 something acres and he's like got a farm and he's got like a garden and he's out there working this garden that's like bigger than this room and he doesn't have like power tool stuff. He's like using one of those things and I don't even know what it's called, but I look at him, I'm like, my gosh. And he's got like plants galore and like all these different, just, he fotcher dotchers. That's what he does. Are you getting an understanding of what this word means? He's just continually moving, continually doing something, continually painting something, building something. Just, he's a busy body all the way through. And so it's in my DNA. I truly believe that. But if you met my brother and sister, you wouldn't agree that it's a genetic thing because they are the opposite, right? My brother, where's my brother? Is my brother in here and my sister? Yes, they just, they can just like, they can chill and just chill. But if I just chill, it's torture for me, right? It's torture. And so I love the thrill and I thrive and, and, and I excel in the crazy, busy, some of you think chaotic, but I just, I thrive in that stuff. I love that stuff. And some of you can relate. Some of you are like, yeah, no grass grows underneath my feet. Other of you are like, dude, if I could curl up with a book by the fire by myself, I'm set for like four days. Lord, help me. My goodness, I would go bananas if that were me. But um, whether you're like me or you're typically a homebody and, and you like the more quiet, more introverted approach to life, God bless you, good for you. It's just, it's, it's not the way God has crafted me. But whether you're that way or this way or somewhere in between, the reality is all of us are entering into the crazy holiday season, right? All of us over the next several weeks are gonna experience the chaos that is the Americanization of the holidays, right? These next couple of months, these next seven or eight, some of you are already rolling your eyes. You're like, I know they open stores on Thanksgiving. Can't believe it, right? Others of you are like, Psh, I moved my dinner to 12 so I could be at the store by three, right? On Thursday, I get some head nods. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's the season to get crazy. It's the season to get busy. It's the season to get commercial and, and consumerism. And we all become victims of marketing, right? Like yesterday, should I share this? I should share this story. Yesterday, I'm such a victim of marketing yesterday. I went to Target because, okay, first of all, plug in and test your lights before you string them to your house, okay? Make sure they work, all right? Spent three hours on my roof yesterday and 12 of the lights work, okay? And then I'm like, okay, it's cool. I got some electricians in my family. I can figure this out. I can't figure it out, okay? And so after putting up and taking out the ladder three different times, I decided to go to Target and just buy new lights, okay? Almost lost my salvation, but I got some new lights. So I went to Target, and um, they got this deal going on where it's like, oh, if you spend $75, you get $25 off instantly. So I'm like, how could I not do that, right? These lights are 25 bucks. I'm going to buy one. I might as well buy three. Total victim. I should have victim written across. Victim of marketing, right? Target one, Sam zero, right? And so... The story gets even worse. This has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But I get up to the register and with these three and they say, spend $75. These things are $24.99. Guess what my total was? $74.97. Guess who doesn't get the coupon yet? This guy. 
And I went in a super long line. They got like helpers to help the line because it's so crazy. And so I'm like, I'll be back. So I go back and I buy an ornament, wait in the line again, get up there, get it all done. But I'm a victim. We're all entering this crazy season where like now I have like more lights than I know what to do with. So if my, if my house looks like the Griswold house, by the end of the week, you'll know why. There was a deal at Target and I'm a victim of marketing. Um, but we're all entering into this crazy, crazy season. And some of us fall victim harder than others. Some of you would have been like, Psh, I only need one. Get over it, Target. And you would have walked out with one, right? Some of us fall victim harder than others. Some of us, like I said, you moved your Thanksgiving dinner so you could get to the store early to get the doorbuster because you got to get that $10 big stuff bear from Target because it's only $10 and oh my gosh, what's Sally going to do without it, right? Some of you are laughing. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Some of you went as soon as you could on Thursday. Some of you, you got up, you're like, oh, guys, that is so wrong. Like I keep Thursday sacred. Thanksgiving's important. But at like four o'clock in the morning on Friday, you were in line like with a tent in your mug of coffee, like, yes, got to get these doorbusters, right? It's like, you know, you got to keep Thursday sacred, but you're still there. Um, and, and some of us, we just wait for Cyber Monday, right? That's the introverted ones that like the books. They're like, oh, I can just do it online. I don't have to see people, right? Forget that. And so some of us wait for, <laughs> for Cyber Monday, but the reality is most of us buy into it. Most of us get wrapped up into this like consumerism that's going on uh, around the holidays. And I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that if you buy your kids toys for Christmas and you do all this, that you're going to hell because that's not the case at all. Like I, I totally, like, like, you know, I have more lights than I know what to do with. I love the holiday season. I love gifts. I love the hustle and bustle. I love the lights and the trees and the cocoa and the pajamas, family pajamas. How cute, right? I love all of that stuff, the fun, but I don't love the stress. I don't love the anxiety that it causes for, mo- for so many people. I don't love the overspending. I don't love the debt that's accrued over the next seven or eight weeks just to keep up with the Joneses, just to do what everyone else is doing and, 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 and be what we think everyone else is being. I don't love the focus and losing the focus of what the holiday season's really about. I don't love the idea that we lose sight of Jesus in the midst of all this crazy consumerism and all this craziness. I don't love sacrificing your hope and your peace and your joy and your love at the altar of consumerism. I don't like that part at all. And so today what I want to do, this little kind of off week before we launch into our Christmas season and we're just out of the Real Talk series, what I want to do today is I want to give us sort of a steady, calm reminder sort of a guidepost or an anchor, if you will. I wanna ground us before the craziness of the holidays really kicks into our lives and kicks into our schedule and kicks into our family. And so I wanna look at a Psalm today, Psalm chapter 46. And the, the main point is gonna be in verse 10, but I wanna look at the whole chapter of Psalm 46 this morning because I believe it can be an anchor through this holiday season. I feel like it can be a mantra for us to come back to consistently. And as things start to well up and things start to get busy and things start to get crazy, we can come back to Psalm 46 and be like, whoa, 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 I need to chill out. Whoa, 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 I need to keep focused on what really matters. Whoa, 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 I need to relax. I might need to back off a little bit, right? And so let's, let's pray together and then we'll spend a few minutes kind of unpacking Psalm 46 today. So let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for your word that speaks life and speaks truth to us. God, I pray this morning that you would open us up to be receptive to it. I pray this morning that you would soften our hearts and that you would open our minds. God, I pray that you'd speak to us today, that we would leave encouraged, that we would leave today with truth that we can take with us that will change us. God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said
Amen. So the focal point, the focal verse that I want to focus on uh, this morning is Psalm 46, verse 10. And it says this, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted, exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. See, with my personality and the way that I'm wired and the way that I do things, this verse is very challenging for me. It really is. To just kind of be still, chill out, shut up, sit down, relax, and know that I am God, right? So that's gonna be kind of the focal for us, but I wanna give a little bit of context because this chapter, chapter 46, if you had your, your Bibles, it would say right at the top that it's a song that's been, been meant to be sang by a group of people, right? And so all of chapter 46 is a song that's sort of this um, you know, prescriptive, celebratory song about God, and, and meaning it's a response to who God is. So these people get together and they sing the, the, the praises of God, and they sing what he's done and who he is and, and all the things that are going on uh, in their relationship with God, and it's a way for them to express that. And so it's a celebratory song, a celebration of God's power and majesty on display. And so in the midst of all this stuff that's going on, and they're, they're, they're singing, and they're saying all the things that God has done, in the midst of all, this, all these battles that they talk about, and all this chaos that's going on, in the midst of all that, there's this charge in verse 10 that says, be still and know that I am God. It's going through and it's saying, well, this battle's happening and these people are falling away and God's spoken here and this has happened and blah, blah, blah. And he says, be still and know that I am God. And so I think that translates so huge to us here and now in the season that we're entering because we're in the hustle and bustle of the holidays, right? If you have kids in school, it's absolutely bananas. I don't know how they expect any of us to work to feed these kids because of the schedule that they set up for us as parents. It's insane with all the Christmas parties and the Christmas uh, concerts and then the vacation days and then the half days. Half days are straight from the pit of hell. I believe that with all my heart. They really are. That's Satan and his demons at work in the here and now. Hey, drop your kid off at 8.30 and then come back at 9.30 and get him. <laughs> what? I'd rather just sit in the parking lot. This is horrible. Right. Anyway, um, the hustle and bustle of the holidays, back to it. The, you know, the work parties, right? You got work parties, you got year-end reports and projects and holiday vacation time that you have to take or holiday vacation time you don't get and so you're stressed about that. All this stuff's going on. You got family parties and family expectations and family holidays and obligations and prioritization and all this. You got all this craziness going on. Be still. And know that I am God. I think that this can speak so clearly to us. I mean, we got the craziness at the height of consumerism. We're organizing our lists of who to buy for and what to buy for. And our family's gotten big enough that we like draw names now. So we're not buying 300 uh, $1 gifts. We just buy one nice gift for somebody, you know? And so you got all this list of who you're going to get it for. You're making a list. You're doing all this stuff, making it happen. Um, you know, you're sticking to the Christmas present budget, Right? We're sticking to this budget. We created this budget. We're like, yeah, it's only going to spend like $3 on this person. I don't really like them, so they get $2. But this person can have $10, right? And we got all this stuff kind of organized. And some of you have spreadsheets. You're really weird, but it's probably the same book people. But, you know, you got all this stuff going on. And, and, and yeah, you're still trying to fit everybody into this budget because you love so many people. You're like, ah, I didn't really talk to them that much, so they don't get a present this year. And so we're trying to get all this stuff figured out, right? And then we go to the mall and we get the stuff. And we go to the dollar store to get the wrapping paper. And then you sit down to do it and you realize, oh my gosh, I don't have tape, right? Every time, never have tape. I'm like, how does this stick together? What's the deal? And so we're doing all this stuff, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Be still and know that I am God. Back up a second. Be still, refocus. Know 
that I am God. And then we have the battle between our convictions and the crowd, right? Because this time of year, it's hard to kind of balance those two things. You know, when it seems like everyone else is getting their kids that new hot item that costs like a million dollars, and they're like, but all my friends are getting it. You're like, you're not all your friends, you know? That's when my parents used to say, well, if they all jumped off a cliff, would you want to? I'm like, mom, that's stupid. Like, why would you even say that? But it was a thing. You know, when it seems like everyone else is getting their kids a new hot item, when it seems like everyone else is going to this attraction or that attraction or doing this big, great thing and that big, great thing, it's really hard now in social media because you see all this stuff, right? And you get stressed out. And when it seems like everyone else is spending this or spending that and their budget is this and their budget is that or whatever, it seems like everyone else is happy and joyful. And all it does is it steals your joy and making you feel miserable trying to keep up. Be still and know that I am God. You see, I think the psalmist, when he's talking in verse 46 and they're singing this song, I think it really relates to all this craziness that we're feeling because it feels like chaos. It feels like battles going on in our hearts with our convictions in the crowd. and also It feels like all these things are going on and I feel like we just need to be reminded to, hey, relax, stay focused, be still for a second. Right? Because in Psalm 46, I'm just going to go right through it. In verse 1, it starts off and it says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Right? Essentially what he's saying here, he's saying, listen, even though chaos surrounds me, I find my safety and strength in God. Even though all this stuff's going on around me, I find my safety and strength in God. And then it says this. It says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. I love that. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Essentially what's happening here is it's saying that God only needs to speak and all the chaos melts away. And so you have the first section of Psalm 46 that says, even though chaos surrounds me, I find my safety and my strength in God. And then you have the second part that says only God only needs to speak and all this chaos and craziness melts away. And then it goes on and it says, come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes the wars cease To the ends of the earth, he breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Essentially what he's saying here is that God is a God of peace. And so if you break this down in layman's terms and kind of interpret what's going on here, he's saying, even though chaos surrounds me, I find my safety and strength in God. See, God only needs to speak and all the chaos melts away because God is a God of peace. And then it comes to verse 10. Then it comes to verse 10 and it says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And so in the last section here, he's saying, listen, be still. God is with you. There is safety and there is strength and there is peace. And so if you break down the the message of this whole song of Psalm 46, essentially what he's saying, he's saying, listen, even though chaos surrounds me, I find my safety and my strength in God. See, God only needs to speak and all the chaos melts away. God is a God of peace. So be still and know that God is with you because there is safety and there is strength and there is peace. And so when our head gets spinning over the next several weeks, I feel like we're gonna need to hear this. 
I feel like we're going to need to reference back to Psalm 46 that says, hey, 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 chill out, relax, get your focus right, be still, know that God is with you, know that there is peace and safety and strength in that. Stop trying to find your happiness through consumerism. Stop trying to fill yourself with all these things and realize, hey, listen, God is here and all he has to do is speak and the chaos melts away. And God is a God of peace and he wants you to have peace. So be still and know that he is God. And so maybe you're in here today and you're saying, man, you know, yeah, that's that's the forecast of my next couple of weeks. I know it's coming up. That, that, that's, that's me. Maybe you're in here today and you need to simplify your holidays. Maybe you need to do less for more, you know? Maybe you need to kind of reevaluate and say, man, this is nuts. This is supposed to be like the happiest time of the year and joyful and all this. And I'm just stressed out, man. I'm like, I'm borderline pissed off all the time because I know this stuff's coming, right? And if that's you, maybe you just need to maybe step back and simplify, Do less for more. You don't have to do everything that everyone else is doing. You do you. And maybe you doing you will bring peace to you. Maybe it'll bring joy to you. Not trying to keep up with everybody else. Maybe you're in here, you need to simplify your holidays. Maybe you're in here and you need to set some parameters and some boundaries, maybe some limits so you can create some margin. You know, margin in your time, margin in your finances, margin with your family. Maybe you need to say no to some of the stuff that's expected of you and placed on you so that you can say yes to the things that are more important. Maybe you need to say no to some stuff so you can say yes to the stuff that really matters and not get lost and swept up in all the chaos and all the craziness. And there's five different parties for your five different kids. Say, nah, they will live. They will live. Life will go on. Maybe say yes to the things that are most important in this time. Maybe you need to be still. Maybe you need to focus, right? Maybe you just need to focus on Jesus at the center. Maybe you don't need to get so lost in all the chaos and all the craziness, and you just need to remember that this whole thing is about Jesus. This whole thing is about Jesus. And maybe you need to spend some time focusing on that, you know? What if instead of waiting in line for four hours to go see Santa, you just spent some time at home Reading the, 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 the Christmas story to your kids. I mean, how much less crazy of a night would that be for you? But how much more fulfilling and enriching would that be for you? You know? Maybe we just need to reprioritize and shift our focus to Jesus at this, to be still and know that I am God and not let all this stuff cloud that and get in the way of that. Maybe you just need a daily reminder. You know, maybe you need to send a message in your phone that the alert that goes off that just says Psalm 46, right? Or Psalm 4610. Or maybe you need to send a reminder that says, be still, know that I am God. Chill out, slow down, relax a little bit, refocus. You know, maybe you need to write it on like a little index card and put it in your wallet. So every time you go to spend money, you go, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. That's like, a, that's like a perpetual kidney shot every time you open your wallet, right? Maybe you need to do that. Maybe you need to put something on your nightstand or put it on your mirror as you're getting dressed in the morning. Psalm 4610, right? That's going to be my mantra for this season. That's going to be my mantra for what's going on because I'm not going to get swept up in the chaos and the craziness. Even though I'm a busybody and I like that kind of stuff, I'm not going to lose sight of what's most important, right? I'm not going to say yes to everything and then miss what's so important right in front of me. Because, I mean, imagine the impact this could have on us over the next several weeks. Imagine that. 
Imagine if we weren't so crazy and, and running a million miles a second. Imagine if we weren't out on Christmas Eve trying to get those last minute gifts and all that junk. Imagine if we let that stuff just whatever. Imagine how different our lives would look. Imagine the type of mom or dad that you could be or the brother or sister that you could be or spouse or coworker that you could be with this mantra. It's like, right? Imagine if we were able to kind of check ourselves and say, okay, where's my focus? Where's my, where, where's my energy going here? Where's, where's all this leading? What's all this pointing to? Is it Jesus? If it's not, I need to check it. I need to evaluate this and see what really matters. Imagine the peace and the calm and the anchor and sort of the lighthouse that you could be in the midst of this storm that's coming up. For people look at you and go, why are you not stressed? Why are you not going, oh, easy, man. I got my focus. I got my priorities right. That's why I'm not freaking out. That's, you know, the storms can come and go, whatever. I'm anchored. I'm anchored. Be still. Know that I am God. I'm, I'm good. Imagine the difference that that could make on us. Psalm 46, be still. God is with you. There is safety, strength, and peace in that. And so that's what I want to share with you this morning. And I want to share that encouragement. I mean, that's, that's exciting that we can have that peace in the midst of the raging storm around us. And so what I want to do is I want to give you guys an opportunity to maybe do some inflection, do some self-evaluation here and say, okay, you know, where am I at? Was he just reading my mail? Is that the forecast of my life? Is that what's coming up for me? And if so, what changes do I need to make right now so that over this next month of December, I'm not going bananas. I'm not going crazy and things are not wild. What are some changes I can make on the front end to make a huge lasting impact throughout the whole process? So as the band leads, I want you guys to do business with God this morning. Let me pray. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for the truth. Thank you so much for the encouragement that Psalm 46 gives us. Lord, I pray that we would take this and that we would apply it. I pray that we would take this and run with it, that we would allow this to be the mantra and and the anchor and the lighthouse in our lives over these next several weeks, that we wouldn't get wrapped up in the chaos and the craziness, but we would be anchored in your truth and focused on who you are in the midst of all of this you're a God of peace and there is strength and safety in you. God, I pray this morning as we do business with you, if we're in here and we need to simplify, if we're in here and we need to shift our focus, if we're in here and we just need to set some boundaries and some parameters, if we're in here today and we just need to remind ourselves of who you are, Lord, I pray that we would do business with you here and now. God, I pray that you do work in us. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody say Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.